Crown of Thorns by Iris Blue Fick. Chapter 9 Delayed Reaction Given Aziraphale's choice of footwear, Crowley should have been suspicious. You're wearing trainers, Crowley said, hesitating, his hand frozen on the doorknob. And we're going where? He wouldn't have let Aziraphale leave the flat looking like this under most circumstances, much less for a day trip to... Richmond, said Aziraphale pleasantly, adjusting his ratty scarf. In fact, everything he had on smacked of a charity shop raid. Even at home around the cottage and environs, he certainly didn't favour such frumpery. Orleans House Gallery, that Asian festival I'd mentioned, don't you remember? Worth a look, I should have thought. Crowley sighed and opened the door, ushering the angel into the corridor. His Mayfair flat was keeping dusty enough in their absence, although it sparkled on the odd weekday they decided they'd had enough of the sea air and needed a dose of city excitement. This wasn't so much his idea of excitement as it was Aziraphale's. Crowley punched the down button on the lift. The things he'd do for love. Aziraphale tried to insist that they use public transport, but Crowley wouldn't hear of it even if parking promised to be a somewhat hellish affair. What should have been a thirty-minute drive turned into a fifty-minute one, courtesy of some inexplicable traffic. Aziraphale cheerfully suggested that they weren't the only ones headed for Twickenham today, and Crowley could only turn up the radio and jam his sunglasses a bit further up the bridge of his nose. They could have had a cosy lie-in and a perfectly civilised breakfast at Claridge's, but no... Rampant multiculturalism had won out. Still, he felt better when the parking space he'd been expecting to turn up did. Well, said Aziraphale, squeezing his knee, not such a terrible drive, was it? Get out of the car, Angel, Crowley muttered, but he warmed to the touch. The grounds of Orleans House were lovely but they were also completely mobbed with young people in an odd mix of appalling modern fashion and traditional Indian garb. The music wasn't anything Crowley would have chosen given half a chance, but it had a catchy beat, and Aziraphale seemed genuinely content to be amidst the ruckus. Crowley took hold of his hand, preferring to be dragged along. "'What's this again?' he shouted above the crowd. Holy, repeated Aziraphale. It's the Hindu festival of colours, dear boy. The point being... To celebrate spring, or, if you like, the burning of Holika and Prahlada's survival. Crowley stopped and yanked Aziraphale around to face him. They were jostled and elbowed on all sides, but nobody seemed annoyed in the least. A blonde university student shimmied past Crowley, her hair a riot of sapphire and fuchsia. Wait a minute, what's with... Oh, said Aziraphale. I'm sorry, I hadn't considered this might be in poor taste. Crowley blinked as a young man wearing bright red face paint sprinted by. Poor taste, he blurted, his initial confusion momentarily forgotten. 
Aziraphale's features softened in a way Crowley had only come to recognise since, well, since everything that had brought them to where they were now had transpired. He had one hand in his cardigan pocket, probably fussing with a loose thread. All signs pointed to a manifestation of his newfound fear of hurting Crowley's feelings. Spit it out, Crowley hissed, leaning close to Aziraphale's ear. Prahlada, the demon king Hiran Yakshipu's son, refused to show his father reverence, praying instead to Lord Vishnu. Aziraphale recited, like a human child, tired of being asked to repeat nursery rhymes. Hiran Yakshipu's sister, the demoness Holika, built a pyre in her lap with intent to burn her nephew to death. Prahlada prayed to Vishnu and was spared. Holika, on the other hand, was not. Crowley realised then that Aziraphale's hand had, at some point, made its way from his pocket to rest against Crowley's cheek. His fingertips felt strangely gritty against Crowley's skin as they stroked slowly, deliberately down to his chin. Swell, Crowley said. You'd best keep me away from the bonfires. Aziraphale was the one who looked hurt. He ran his thumb over Crowley's lips. I hadn't meant... Crowley's tongue flicked out briefly, just enough for him to notice the acrid taste. What? Crowley demanded. Have you done? Aziraphale's fingertips were covered in a thick dusting of luminescent emerald powder. His expression was stuck in that curious space between guilt and amusement. Festival of Colours he repeated, unable to keep from smiling. My dear, you look... Just then, a shrieking gaggle of teenagers hurled a bucketful of canary yellow chalk at them. Crowley stumbled forward, his eyes shut tight against the grit, knocking into Aziraphale. His sunglasses went flying, and Aziraphale caught him around the waist. Crowley opened his eyes and smeared his gritty palm across Aziraphale's forehead. You were saying. Aziraphale kissed him, in spite of the bitter taste, a little bit breathless. Ravishing, he said, tracing a scale pattern from Crowley's jaw down to his throat. Indignant, Crowley retaliated. But the truth was, he knew Aziraphale meant it. Crown of Thorns will continue in Chapter 10. <laughs> 